Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Okay, Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, baby, the 14th day of January, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Ready for another day full of broadcast fun and excitement leading you into the weekend, which I'm sure, Big J, you have plans galore, yes? Yeah, some plans galore. But man, it's the morning after Tool. That's right. Hopefully it was a fantastic night at yeah, the Tool concert. I'm looking at pictures. The visuals look amazing. Like the best I've ever seen Tool have when it comes to that. Like uh, like the production side the, that they yeah, put on? Yeah, the lighting, just everything they had going on. Man, it looked like a good one. And uh, I'm glad uh, for all the people that got to go see that. Yep. Uh, and the concerts keep on coming. Baby, now we're just two weeks away from uh, the Ghost Volbeat show at the same venue. So... Uh, looks like last night was a uh, big big hit, which is awesome. We like that very much. Hopefully all of our winners had a fantastic time at the show, and everybody that went had a really good time as well. That's the idea when we try to bring bands like that to town, is that you have a good time, and hopefully a good time was had by all, because when you think about it, it was probably a lot of people's first concert in a very long time, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had shows come to town, but, you know, not big, gigantic ones like that. First arena show in a long time. Exactly, exactly. Probably since Ghost. Uh, yeah, or you know what? Maybe, no, it, I think it wasn't Disturbed, like the last one that we actually did. That was at Extra Mile. Yeah, before pro- the whole probably, world yeah. shut down. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it, it's hard to remember because it was two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something around that. Today on the show, we'll have your chance to go to that Ghost and Volbeat show. We'll also have your chance to check out some WWE action that is coming to town in the next month or so at Extra Mile Arena, speaking of which. And, of course, uh, Big J's got story time for us. we got your pop culture smackdown. We're going to go to hell today. So there's lots of Friday action to be had. We should get started with some music on this show. Nirvana, kicking things off. It's Come As You Are here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. I was thinking long and hard, and I don't think I've ever done this. But ha- have you ever sold anything to somebody else that you made with your hands, like something uh, that you actually built or created? Did you ever sell that to somebody? No, I don't think so. Me either. I mean, for those of you that have been able to do that, congratulations. But I think there's a reason that I'm doing this job, and that's because I don't have any of those skills that allow me to create something and then at least something that's good enough that somebody else would want to purchase it. But according to a new survey, Big J, that feeling, the feeling of selling something that you created with your own hands is one of the best feelings in the world. Nice. It's way better than any economic returns from any kind of sale of any other kind or making a ridiculous amount of money. But for you to create something from scratch and know that somebody enjoys it so much that they want to pay money for it, it makes you feel pretty damn good. Which is why there's a lot of self-made products out there and people that put out together, you know, something that they make from hand. I mean, whether it's, you know, a chef, this qualifies as that, I would say. Whether it's an artist, it definitely qualifies for that, I would say. Or, you know, somebody that actually, you know, builds honest-to-goodness things like furniture or cabinets or things like that. These are all things that somebody is buying that you have created from nothing, which is pretty impressive. 
So if you're looking for the uh, the best feeling in the world, you're chasing that down. Apparently, that's it. And it's a feeling that I will never know, which is almost depressing, Big J, when you think about it out loud. Yeah. But uh, I feel okay. There's other forms of happiness I can chase, right? Yeah, or you can learn to make something for yeah, once. Yeah, also true. But then I'd have to also find a way to market it and sell it. Yeah, Etsy. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I bought plenty of things from Etsy. Beautiful. Uh, and but not you have not sold anything on Etsy. No, beautiful. But you've sold. Oh, but eBay is not stuff that you've yeah, made, right? Yeah, we've not. You know, these are things um, that you've procured and collected over the right. years. Right. Not stuff that you've actually made from hand. Well, uh, listen. If I can't, if I can't figure it out that way, uh, there's always heroin, right? The Houston Texans fired head coach David Culley on Thursday after one season. I hate that very much. Uh, now, the team was not great. They were 4-13. and 13. General Manager Nick Cesario said in a statement that a change after one season is unusual. There was philosophical differences over the long-term direction and vision of our program moving forward. Culley was in his first head coaching job working as an NFL assistant since 1994. and feels like he got a pretty raw deal there. I'm not a huge fan of uh, getting fired after one season. I wasn't a huge fan of the hire to begin with. There wasn't a lot of excitement there, but it's just, it's not, it's... I mean, you were right. We were talking about this yesterday. And I was like, now nah, they're not going to fire him after one season. The cupboard's bare, all that stuff. You're like, nope, it's going to... Yeah, because people don't care. And and, and it, the, But what it boils down to, once again, is relationships. If you don't get along with the general manager, if your general manager and your coach don't get along, somebody will lose that power struggle. This one sooner rather than later, but I mean, it always comes to a head in one way or another. Unless there's some sort of simpatico relationship there, it will end with somebody getting fired, especially in the NFL. There's just too much ego involved there. Too much. Talks between Major League Baseball and Players Union resumed yesterday for the first time in a month and a half. Little apparent progress made in the hour-long session, so we're still in lockout. And the start of uh, spring training is in jeopardy as these two sides are not really coming together all that much, which is never great. Big J, I feel like we called it when Dean Stockwell unfortunately passed away a couple years, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about how how is Quantum Leap not in the remake kind of portal? And now <laughs> here we are. I saw this yesterday. Quantum Leap is getting a reboot at NBC. According to Deadline, the follow-up to the 90s sci-fi series will be set in present day. A new team will work to restart the Quantum Leap project in hopes of understanding the mysteries of the machine and then also what happened to Dr. Sam Beckett, although Scott Bakula not involved just yet. Well, he should be. Of course he should and, be. And he, he's, you know, he's great. He was great in NCS, NCIS New Orleans, which just ended last year. It makes perfect sense for him to be a major part of the show again. I, I, I fully agree. I, I don't I think that's I mean listen, it just by invoking the name Dr. Sam Beckett, you you I think as a as a creator of the show are hoping that he gets involved. I just don't think any paperwork has been signed yet for him to be involved. It sounds like they want him to be involved in it. An underrated fun show. It was a fun show. I did enjoy it very much. Uh, it's been a very long time since I have seen an episode, so I cannot yeah. tell you if it holds up, but I do remember enjoying watching it when it was on the air. So we'll see if it makes an actual comeback. It's ordered, but it still has to be made, and then, of course, get put into a series order. That is Blind Melon. That is no rain here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. We've all traveled. We've all flown in the last several, I don't know, 
decades or so. We're familiar with the TSA. Yes, Big J? Yes, the Transportation Safety Administration. All of us has to go through it if we're going to take a flight somewhere. And there's always been a list of things that's cool to take on a plane and not cool to take on a plane. Now, that is always shifting and all sorts of fun stuff. But it doesn't mean people don't try to sneak one by them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so we have some very interesting things that have made the TSA's top 10 list of their best catches of 2021. And, you know, if you get into the top 10, you're going to find a lot of the things that you suspect, things like fireworks and machetes and bear spray and chainsaws, you know. And, and even, uh, you know, coming in at number five is pretty interesting, which was a, uh, a wine holder that also happened to be a working firearm. So they had to confiscate that from the Sacramento International Airport because, again, firearms of any kind are not okay. But then you get into the very unique stuff that is certainly going to try and haunt your dreams. Number number four on their list was an antique pistol that they found from Newark International Airport that was very, very old. Did not look like it functioned, but they still confiscated it. Did, did it look like something like uh, a predator would have given Danny Glover? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> uh, the, the the number uh, four thing on the list is, from the Honolulu International Airport is a gun belt buckle. And to give you an idea of what this looked like, uh, it was like the gun that was in From Dusk Till Dawn. Do you remember what I'm talking about? That flips up on the belt buckle from the gentleman's yeah, crotch yeah. area? That's Tom exactly. TV. Yes, it's exactly what this was. It was a Derringer pistol. That, uh, and so, yes, that, that had to get, uh, you know, confiscated as well. Uh, number three on the list is a meth burrito, Big J. Oh, uh, yum. I don't, it doesn't really go into what is inside of it, but it is very interesting that it comes in at number three. And what a meth burrito is, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody tried to sneak in meth through some food in a burrito uh-huh, and just yeah. like stuffed it in there. Well, if it's Cali style, it's got French fries in it and guacamole. There you go. Now, you know, uh, trying to cover up that meth as best as they can. And then the number one thing that they had uh, taken from airports across the country in New Jersey, uh, somebody tried to sneak in bullets in their deodorant. And they were able to confiscate that. It looks like somebody was trying to sneak in some ammo and tried to melt in some bullets in their deodorant and then re-solidify it and take it through. What? But, of course, it went through in the x-ray machine. Yeah, I don't know either, man. This is it. This is, the, this is the depths that people go to to try to get stuff through. That was seemed certainly more done on purpose than some of the other things. Maybe yeah. the ref burrito is also on purpose, too. But that's a lot of trouble to go through. Clearly. Ammunition through the TSA, and it still didn't work. Some drug guy, you're like, how do I get my meth (laughs) there? I'm I'm not going to send it in the mail. How do I do it? They're not going to check the insides of your burrito. That's for sure. Let's do this. And it just didn't work out. So a reminder, leave the weapons and weapon-like stuff at home. It doesn't need to be taken on a plane with you. Uh, Leave your meth at home as well. Probably a good piece of advice from the TSA. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Story time with Big J next on the X-Rocks. It's a long view from Green Day here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's my favorite time of the week. Everybody, legs crisscross applesauce, sit down, enjoy. It is story time for Big J. I'm ready for the story, Big J. All right, so, uh, you know, the the new year has uh, not started out great so much for me as I am, um, you know, treating a chronic disease that I have now, Nick. Yes. We're to say that. And so that involves a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm always completely an idiot. 
Uh, but sometimes uh, I don't make it easy on myself. And so what I have in this situation is uh, you've got three entities trying to communicate with each other, uh, doctor's office, an insurance company, and a pharmacy. Right. Always in I'll, the... I'll the, walk into a bar. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then and then there's me on the outside to make it all worse. So uh, obviously, you know, the, the first couple days I had to take some insulin and the doctor was like, listen, you don't need this right now. So you're doing great. I took steps immediately to... You know, do whatever I could to not have diabetes. You know, uh -huh. I've stopped drinking soda. I'm, I'm really watching what I eat, those sort of things. I'm doing the things you're supposed to be doing. But I'm also on a couple medications, and one of them includes a, a weekly shot that I have to take. And, uh, you know, what the plan was is to incrementally increase that dosage as time goes on. It's, it's part of that process, I guess. Well, you know, this particular medication is expensive. The doctor told me it was expensive, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And so... Um, I, 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 he gave me a prescription for it for, you know, three months worth. Okay. Right. That's a lot of money. And so I go to the pharmacy and the pharmacists are like, oh man. And, and so, um, they're, they were going to put this through and then the insurance immediately obviously denied it. Because They're like, oh my God, what's going on here, fatty? Any life life saving expensive medicine immediately denied. Yeah, and so uh, then it goes into a process, and that's pending because it needs a pre authorization, that sort of thing. <laughs> so waiting for the insurance company, and days go by, and, and you know I got a, a sample, couple injections from the doctor's office for free, yay! Hey. You know, so it got me through a couple weeks, and we get through this, and then uh, I'm not hearing anything from the insurance company, so I'm like. Phew. All right, so I got to call them, and they're like, we're, we're waiting to hear back from the doctor's office. So I'm like, okay, I got to call the doctor's office and yeah. say, hey, uh, they're waiting for you. And they're like, uh, then they sent, I got to wait 24 hours for the office to respond. And then, so this back and forth. And then finally, I'm like, listen, I need this shot. It's okay? supposed to happen a couple days ago. So I call the insurance company. And by the way, actually, I've had a really good experience with them uh, during this whole period of time. They've been very helpful. And they're like, listen, we've cleared this, but you, you might have to pay out a cost in some of this. Is because obviously I've met my deductible. It's a new year. Copay stuff. I don't understand how all the prescription copay stuff works. And I'm just like, oh God, I'm gonna have to pay out of pocket here for this. And so I call the or and then there was some misunderstanding about the dosage that I was gonna need here for the rest of the I assumed that it would be the same that I got from the doctor's office, but they increased the dosage early. So had to clear that up with the pharmacy. So mm -hmm. do that. And I'm going to go pick up my prescription. And so I ask him, like, so how much is this going to cost? Because I'm supposed to pay this out of, out of pocket. And uh, the pharmacist uh, lady says, about $900. American. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, man. So I told the wife, and she's like, oh, man. And, you know, together we have, we're not on the same insurance for whatever reason, and we both have HSA cards. So we're going to put them together to to pay this off so we wouldn't have to come out of our pocket. But she is better suited to do some of this stuff. So, uh, and I think that she has a more likability when she goes into the actual pharmacy to pick stuff up. What does that mean? Are you grumpy or something? No, I'm not me? grumpy at all. But I just, you know, she's just a more pleasant person. I, I mean, you can, you can obviously attest to that. Well, she certainly is more approachable. Yes. And so she goes in. In, and I'm expecting, you know, she's going to have to pay 900 bucks. She comes back and she goes, here you go. And she goes, I found a coupon online. You only had to pay $25. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, I'm like, the coupon was for $25? She goes, no, dummy. She didn't say dummy, but she should have. She goes, you still have a copay. And so you only had to pay $25 for this medication. So somewhere along the line, somebody misunderstood uh, what was going on, and I didn't have to pay $900. I only had to pay $25. Well, that's much better than the $900. And you got yeah. all the – is that three months' worth what you need? 
I got a month. Get you through. Okay. Yeah, it's a month, but okay. I mean, I'll, I can handle that cost for sure. Yeah, I know. Twenty five dollars is a lot easier to stomach yeah. than the other way around. Well, congratulate. I mean, listen, you got the job done. It sounds like it was a lot of running around and a lot of work and a lot of phone tag, but you, you mission accomplished, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and the lesson here is, uh, don't have diabetes. Okay, yeah. so do a yourselves a favor. Learn, if yeah. you're out there uh, eating a bunch of carbs and drinking soda six times a day, and you're a fatty, stop it because it's gonna be—it's expensive. Diabetes certainly is, uh, but you seem to be going about it the right way or the best way you certainly can at this point. And I'm glad that you got all the medication that you need. And I'm sorry you had to run around to get it. But look at you getting the job done, Big J. Yeah, which is rare. Ah, uh, true, but it had to feel pretty good, right? Yeah. There you go. See? You got my steps in. <laughs> you got you to gotta take those victories when you can. Congratulations. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Congratulations, record collectors. You did it. According to data that's been tracking music sales since 1991 for the first time ever, vinyl sales outpaced CD sales, which is very, very impressive in 2021. Uh, vinyl records jumped 50% in sales last year, 41.7 million units sold. That is the first time it outpaced any other type of physical purchasing way of getting music. Of course, streaming still the number one way to get a song, but if you're purchasing it and get your hands on it, vinyl now leads the way. Wow. Quartz notes that through vinyl, the vinyl is making a comeback over the past decade, the increase in popularity over the past year can be attributed to a bunch of factors, including older listeners feeling nostalgic, consumers wanting to more tangibly support their favorite artists, live music venues shutting down during the pandemic, and so them finding ways to get creative to support their favorite artists. And one album in particular drove the sales of vinyl in 2021 that would be adele's 30 believe it or not it sold 108,000 vinyl albums in its first week wow. that is the second biggest vinyl sales week of an album ever since 1991 that's crazy which is incredible so that's what people are doing it, does, it, it doesn't matter you know you automatically think vinyl you think rock music but no i mean all genres of music are selling in vinyl right now it's just the way to get your records. It's great, man. Which is incredible. And the, I mean, we talk about how it's popular, etc., in a comeback, but I mean, even the most, I guess, ambitious of collectors probably wouldn't think at some point it would be leading the way again in the way people purchase music. But here we are in 2021, 2022, and it's doing just that. David Culley will be looking for a gig. He is no longer the Houston Texans head coach. He went four and thirteen as a team. Probably did the best job with quarterbacks as far as rookie is concerned on his team, even though they didn't have the great record to prove it. I mean, especially towards the end of the season. I mean, I'd, I'd almost take David Mills over any of the other quarterbacks currently playing in the NFL rookie-wise. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We'll see if he gets the chance to continue. I mean, you know. Right. Who knows? Tough place to be. Uh, but uh, he is looking for a job. The Texans have fired him. We have Super Wild Card Weekend, Big J. Hopefully Woo! you're excited. Six wild card matchups. Do you expect any road teams to win this weekend? I know you yes. want a road team to win. Do you expect a road team yes, to win? Yes, I do. Which one? Uh, the New England Patriots. You think the New England Patriots are going to beat the Buffalo Bills, huh? Yep. Even though they were coming in losing three of their last four? Yep. All right. Uh, is that the only one that you think is going to win on the road? Um, 49ers. Now, this is, again, this is wants and, and, and think. No, I, I think. All right. Uh, we'll see if you're right. That, to me, I think is going to be the game of the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun yeah, to watch. Until Dallas can prove that they won't, uh, as you say, crap down their leg when it matters most. 
Well, they haven't had a chance to prove that they haven't. They can't do it yet. It's been a while since they've made the playoffs, so we'll see. This is the first time under McCarthy that they have. Yeah, that's uh, what and Kellen story. Moore, for that matter. So we'll see how they do in the playoffs. But hopefully, uh, for Cowboys fans' sake, they get it done coming in as the number two seed. They certainly are expected to. How win. about you? Uh, I really, I mean, I, Wild Card Weekend is where I start to kind of go a little bit of chalk in my opinion i i know that there's gonna probably going to be one upset let me tell you what wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't shock me if the raiders beat the Bengals. that's oh, yeah. that's the the one that i'm kind of shaky on although i do think the home teams are going to walk away pretty victorious now when you get into the divisional series i'll start to give you a couple of upsets that i feel are going to happen on the road but uh this one i feel like it's going to be mostly a home team win kind of weekend i could be wrong been wrong before, but you got two games Saturday, three games Sunday, one game on Monday night for your wild car super wild car weekend. Excuse me. Congratulations to Baby Shark, Big J. It's a song that if you have kids, you have heard probably a ridiculous amount of times. So it probably won't surprise you that it has become the very first video on YouTube to reach 10 billion views. Oh my god. In November of 2020, the ridiculously catchy children's song surpassed Despazio, which was the former most viewed video on YouTube, which sits at currently 7.7 billion. That's number two. A full almost 3 billion views ahead of that is this Baby Shark video, which is truly incredible when you think about how many times it's been viewed but uh, again for those of you that have children you know how they can just watch things on a loop and be perfectly happy so it's probably not surprising it's reached 10 billion but that is a lot of kids spending a lot of time in front of a lot of computers big j to reach 10 billion views on a website so way to go what the hell is this the morning after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x Rocks. Headed to New Zealand for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Story of a young man named Zane Wedding who had himself a vacation. He was on, as they call it down in New Zealand, a holiday. And he was enjoying a weekend full of swimming and having fun with friends down by the beach. And it was just everything you wanted a vacation to be, bro. Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful weekend to spend in New Zealand. So as he was heading back to work on the Monday, he started to realize, he's like, man weird man i feel like i got water in my ear from all that swimming it's crazy i should probably just you know figure this out and uh after another day went by he's like man it still feels like i got a bunch of water in my ear i'm draining it and all sorts of stuff it's not working out so he goes to a doctor doctor goes in there uh says yeah i think you got an ear infection man from some of the water maybe you're swimming in some dirty water who knows here's a couple of uh antibiotics and we'll do another ear rinse and you should be okay in about 24 hours well the following day still felt really, really weird. Oh, God. So it was time to go to an ear specialist, Big J. So he sat down with his doctor and told him the whole situation. And the doctor said, explain to me again, you know, kind of what you're feeling. Like, I mean, does it feel like it's like throbbing? And he's like, no, not so much throbbing as, as much as it's just like, you know, it, it's it's like scratching. You know, I, I sense like the scratching. Oh, no. The doctor's like, oh, all right, no. man. Let me take a gander in there, see what's going on, all right? And so uh, the ear specialist does. And Big J, what if I told you he did not have an ear infection at all? Well, based upon the fact we're, we're going to hell here, yeah, what's in his ear, okay? <laughs> so, what form of disgusting nature is in his ear? Doctors look in, and they're like, there's the problem. 
grab a tweezers and pull out uh, basically a gigantic cockroach yeah. that had been wriggling inside of his head for three days. The doctor was as shocked as Mr. Wedding, according to uh, to Shane. He said, "Quote, oh my dear God!" When uh, when the no, doctor that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> realized what he had stuck in his ear canal, because it wasn't a tiny cockroach, Big J. It was a big one. They're never tiny. Uh, and so uh, the doctor said, "You, sir, have an insect in your ear." A doctor was able to extract exactly half of the cockroach uh, from his ear after working for a couple minutes, but the rest had to be pulled out by a suction device. Oh, my God. What? Uh, Shane said, quote, I felt my eardrum pop as it came away. I've never seen anything like it before. And he said that he was pretty scared. Uh, but he did say, you know, he kind of thought of it as good news because when she looked in his ear and said, oh, my God, the first thing he thought was like, oh, she found a tumor or something, you know? Oh, yeah. So he's right. like, well, at least it's something that they can take out, for God's sake, whatever it is. So he said that he does. He thought initially he had water in his ear from swimming, but it turns out it was probably from the couch that he fell asleep on at his vacation spot after he got back. Was he swimming. vacationing in Joe's apartment? Uh, uh, does not say. Nobody gets that reference, AJ. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody gets the Joe's Apartment reference. You do? Yeah, I know, but I watched really bad Jerry O'Connell movies in the 90s. Nobody else did. Therefore, somebody else gets it. Uh, The good news is he's on the mend. The cockroach is officially out of his ear. The bad news is he'll probably never sleep again. So, a reminder, it's almost never an ear infection is what I'm finding out. Uh, and this is what I think about all the time when I hear, like, I have, like, a pain in my ear. I'm like, oh, my God, what's laying eggs in yeah. me? It's, it's, it, these stories have really, really put the fear of God into me when it comes to things inside of my head, which is never good. Uh, but be careful. Don't fall asleep on some rando's couch. You'll end up with some insect inside your, your brain. That's basically our warning for today. And that <laughs> is your We're Going to Hell story. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is the x Rock. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is 2022, so you're not anybody unless you get roasted by a brand. Is that correct, Big J? Yeah, well, in particular, uh, Wendy's. And I think, I mean, did they make up this holiday? I don't know if it was them. They certainly have piled on, though, that's for sure. Yeah, either way, a couple days ago, and Wendy's has been known for their outstanding, um, you know, roasting on twitter in particular with their social media branding and uh they created this kind of pseudo holiday i guess and everybody wants to get involved so uh, you can ask to be roasted by wendy's on this day and they'll roast you and a couple of metal bands got involved for sure and uh, they're pretty funny so i'll just uh i'll share those with you uh as um a lamb of god got into it and asked to be roasted and uh, their reply my dad really dug your stuff yeah, Wendy's is a millennial, so they're they're really d- digging their heels in and how old they are. Yeah, the band Winds of Plague. Uh, let's hear it. Wendy's reply, I heard when they breed the dogs to have faces like that, it's really bad for the animal. <laughs> Harsh, man. Uh, and the Winds of Plague replied with fair. That was fair. Uh, Under Oath asked to be roasted. Uh, quote, new stuff sounds like, like my little brother trying to cuss for the first time. Nice. Look at that. We came as Romans. Uh, oh bleep, us next, Wendy's. And they said, uh, Wendy's replied, really searching, seeking, and reaching for relevance, huh? There you Ooh, go. Man, that one's harsh. Uh, Fearless Records, uh, they asked for a roast to quote, aren't you running out of bands that sound like MGK? Oh, that's not fair. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, but here's, to me, probably the best one. 
Attack, attack. Uh, here's Wendy's reply. Guess when the other former members turn you down, the only real option is becoming a metalcore version of The Midnight. Look at this. Oh man! I don't even know what that means. Uh, it's not. It's not a nice. That's not a nice thing to say to them. I'm sure. Um, and uh, some of the other uh, kind of regular uh, roasts that they had from other brands, like other brands, get into this. Mike's Hard Lemonade roast me, Wendy's, and they said still the worst tasting yellow liquid. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Axe. Remember Axe body spray? Of course I do. Uh, remember when Axe was created just to cover up puberty? <laughs> Aviation American Gin. Of course, that's Ryan Reynolds' brand. Uh, their quote, desperation to be culturally relevant is not a gin flavor, but we love the effort. Oh, guys. See, they're having fun. <laughs> exactly. So I think next year... Uh, oh, and they finally threw in a, a, a GIF for the first time, a meme, uh, when uh, it looks like Aflac asked to be roasted, and they just replied with a picture of a roasted duck. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. See, they're having fun, and they're getting their name out there, and nobody was taking it too harsh, uh, but they are having a good time. What? It, what's the date officially? That was like, what, like Two Wednesday days of this week, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for like the the twelfth of January next year. That is when you could possibly because they were just they were roasting randos as well, not just you know every you didn't have to have a check mark next to your name to get roasted, yeah. but those are just the ones that get the most attention. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. No secret the people are leaving their jobs in record numbers right around now, and a lot of people just assume, well, it's because they found a job that pays them more. And that's not always the case. It's actually the number two reason why people are leaving their jobs right now. Any reason why any guess what the number one reason is, Big J? Um they inherited money. Uh no, money is not uh the number one reason. Money, uh, not even close. New analysis of more than 1.4 million people that have left their job in the last calendar year say toxic culture at their workplace is the number one reason why they've moved on. Either they don't get along with their coworkers or their bosses are terrible to them, and they've decided that they'd rather be in another atmosphere than the one that they're currently in. Uh, and that's why uh, people are starting to point to this as like, hey, maybe we need to do a better job making sure we treat employees better and make sure we treat our coworkers better because apparently we're not doing a great job at it, in case you're curious. Uh, there are a lot more industries that find themselves with people leaving than others. Hospitality, restaurants, etc. find themselves with people that are moving on faster than other businesses, which makes sense because if you look at probably from their angle of things, if there is a, I don't know, a hierarchy of people that we treat with respect, hospitality and fast food or restaurant workers are probably pretty low on the list. Yeah. From both a, you know, employee standpoint and even a customer standpoint, we need to do a better job treating those people better from the outside looking in as well. So work on that, everybody. Make it a better place to work and maybe people won't be leaving in spades. Who knows? The Texans are moving on from their head coach. David Culley lasted but one year on the sidelines with the Houston Texans before getting fired. He had a 4-13 record this season. Uh, General Manager Nick uh, Cesario said it's more about him butting heads with the head coach than it really is about performance. This was first his first head coaching job. He's been in the NFL since 1994 as an assistant, but 
not going to cut it. So we'll see where he ends up and see what happens with the Texans as they look for a new head coach. I'll tell you what, though. If it were me and I was, like, looking for a head coaching job, I'd stay the hell away from Houston. I'd stay the hell away from Miami because they're S-canning people for no good reason. I'll put it that way. And that, to me, does not seem like an – we're talking about a toxic workplace. That doesn't seem like a great place you'd want to be. Yeah. If you get fired after a nine-game winning streak and you get fired after one year of barely being able to do anything with, by the way, not the roster that you signed up to coach when you signed up for the job, that, to me, screams like I never had a chance. You know what I mean? Like, he never was given a shot. No. And so that does not seem like it would be a great place to work. Probably not great for free agents either. Talks between Major League Baseball and the Players Union resumed yesterday for the first time in a month and a half, and uh, not a lot of progress was made, so we're still in lockout mode. We got five weeks before spring training is scheduled to start. That is in jeopardy now. We'll see if they can make any progress here moving forward. And if you like funny things, you may want to be a fan of Murderville. It is a brand new series that will premiere on February 3rd on Netflix. Will Arnett is the star and the producer of it. It is a completely improv meaning no script attached, murder mystery that they're putting on. And he's got an all-star cast, including Sharon Stone. Ken Jeong is going to be there, former guest of the morning after Big J. Yep. Annie Murphy, Conan O'Brien, Camille Nanjani, and our friend from Beacon Plumbing, Marshawn Lynch, is going to be involved in the series as well. Look at this dude. Popping up on a Netflix series. Nice. And so uh, they will have some fun. They'll work on the celebrity improv skills because... They're not going to have any idea what's going to happen to them, and it will premiere new episodes every week on Netflix beginning on February 3rd. So be on the lookout for Murderville if you like funny things. That is Green Day. That is American Idiot here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. You can find a full schedule at loungeboise.com. And this weekend, no exception. Of course, it is awesome to catch up and see exactly what's going on. And it's an honor and privilege to welcome back into the studio uh, Robert from Things and Company. Last week when we talked to you on the show, uh, you were holding some auditions for a possible addition to some of the improv talent here in the Treasure Valley. How did that go, sir? Jen told me to use my NPR voice. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's cool. We can provide the energy. You can provide the content. It's sexy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Uh, it sounds good. Auditions went great. Um, (laughs) No, I can't do that. She told me not to blow out the mic with my big, huge voice, but uh, no. Uh, Auditions went great. We cast um, Offensive Shadows. We cast D's Notes, which is our musical group. Um, (laughs) Love it. We cast uh, People Doing Stuff, which is short form team. We had some people at Tinfoil, The Ball Strikes Back, and they're all going to be working into the mix in the next few weeks. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and Things and Company has a show tonight, correct? We do. We do. Tonight, uh, Instant Script opens. They do a one-act play with some lines of dialogue suggested by the audience so they don't know they're coming because they're out of the room when we write those down. Okay. Um, then Uproar is going to do a short form set and then Tinfoil the Ball strikes back our uh, flagship long form troop um, is going to do a montage which is a long form format and then we also uh, Jared and Nicole Stull may be guesting with us this oh, evening. very nice. That's yeah. cool. So things are staying busy. One of the cool things about uh, the show I, I, I can't imagine never gets old is that everyone that you do is completely in totally different depending on a the audience and the people that you interact with on the stage right that is correct last week uh, i did crowd work which is my solo show because mike was laid up we couldn't do more things than men um and i ended up doing an oral history of the james 
Bond franchise, which took about half an hour because there was a guy in the audience, his name was Remington, and I asked him if he was named after uh, Pierce Brosnan and Remington Steele, uh-huh. and that led to the whole James Bond thing. I was the only person in the room who knew who George Lazenby was. Oh, my That's God. That's a lie. It's no, got to be true. a lie. It's true. I was the only one. There was this whole adversarial Those idiots thing between in me your and audience. You. Do you know who George Lazenby is? <laughs> of course I do. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, I, you're talking to a Bond guy. Thank here, so. you. I was also the only person in the room that knew that David Niven had ever played James Bond. Yeah. Uh, there was more than one version of Casino Royale. <sighs> then we ended up talking to MCU, and we talked about the Keanu Reeves casting uh, rumors, and uh, I gave them a layout for how the Midnight Suns are actually the anchor to the next phase of the MCU. Oh, man. Se- secretly, yes. quote unquote. <laughs> and then um, uh, more, th- not more things than men. Tinfoil did uh, uh, La Ronde, which is a series of two-person scenes, and we called it thumb-licking romance. <laughs> thumb-licking redneck romance. That's what it was. Yeah, Great. that was a nice little I piece. love the title. Robert, see, you and I have to sit down, and we just need to talk comic books one day. I feel like we yeah. could uh, we could totally uh, fill up the time with that, because I know you're a collector. No, we're going to sit down and talk about Bond. We can talk Bond here. and comics. We can knock it all out if you want to one day, but it's My fantastic. mail call yesterday had Amazing Spider-Man 9 and 11 in it. First love, parents of Electra. I love that you have a mail call. See, this yep. is good stuff. You you yep. are a comic collector. It's great stuff. So you never know what you're going to get when you show up to a Things and Company show. That's the beauty of it. If people want to go check it out tonight, what's the best place they can go to do so? Uh, hi. Oh, hi, uh, Jen. Whoa. Yeah, hi. Whoa. Yep, just a uh, Robert just said. I was going to pretend that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, loungevoicey.com. Okay, beautiful. That's <laughs> to get tickets. Uh, by the way, uh, y- you remember in the original Ghostbuster, the uh, ectometer that Egon carried around that had the little arms that went yeah. up? And yeah, if there was one for nerddom, that thing just went off the charts oh, yeah. with sure. this conversation. For sure. Yeah. There's plenty of that going on in here always. We're just dripping with nerddom. But welcome back into the fold, Jen. Glad to see you back in Rock and Roll. Thank you. Yes, uh, uh, me and Omicron hung yeah. out last week. That I was uh, not fun. No, but I'm glad that you were healthy, glad you made it through okay, and now it just means I'm sure you're more busy than ever, correct? Yes, yes. Lots of catching up uh, this weekend. Um, incredible shows. Uh, first of all, the return of the Idaho Pun Slam, Saturday, 7 o'clock. It is a brand new year, so we did our tournament. Uh, we gave away $1,000 to the winner and then 500 to the runner-up, uh, and now we're starting a new year. So you can come in, uh, qualify, and then that gets you into the tournament. So, I mean, if you just knock that out of the way... Uh, up front, that's great. Uh, we also do have prizes we're giving away um, that the night of. So I you... came in third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> money. Oh, poor third. Yeah. Yep. No money, no glory. Mm. Yep. You headline improv stuff. You're okay. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but uh, for Friday and Saturday at eight o'clock in uh, and and um, a lot of people are asking like, well, wait a minute, you have two shows booked. Uh, we have two spaces. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's the the lounge proper, which is on the ground floor. Then we have the lounge underground, which is in the basement. Um, and so. Spooky. So we run shows simultaneously or back to back. So if you get there and you're not ready to leave, you can just pop into the other show if you want to. Love it. So uh, I'm very excited about this weekend. Uh, We have an incredible comedian coming in uh, from L.A. Uh, Her name's Jenny Zagrino. She just filmed a Netflix special that has not dropped yet. So uh, the next time she's back here, uh, the ticket price is going to be a lot (laughs) higher. And I don't even know if we'll be able to book her at our venue because it won't be big enough. Uh, She's already been on Conan. She's been on uh, Adam Ruins everything which is a fantastic show uh, uh tbs tnt like she's been all over television when you uh see her if you go look up her picture you'll be like oh i know who that person is but uh but but her netflix uh, special that she just filmed will drop probably here in, in a couple months um and after that uh, i don't know if she'll return my phone calls so so this is your <laughs> opportunity to see her um and uh and you should come so the shows are eight o'clock uh tonight and tomorrow night uh and 
I'm going to give you guys a, a little extra incentive to go, um, and that is that when you're checking out on our website, loungeboise.com, if you put in the promo code loungebogo, you'll get a buy one, get one free ticket, which makes the tickets $7.50 each. Damn. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Like I said, there's always something going on, and you're always nice. We never talk about how you could double-team stuff if you really want to, but you do a really good job of scheduling and layering so that if somebody is coming a little bit early, they have a chance to check out something really cool in another room there, or if they're staying a little bit later, there's usually something going on as well. That's one of the cool things about having the two different spaces at the lounge, but uh, I'm sure that can make for some uh, interesting evenings, but it's also probably a lot of fun for the people that come and check it out, right? Yes, absolutely. And if you're going to the improv show, you can use that lounge BOGO code for for that show as well beautiful just, just to let you know uh and we have uh comics booked all the way through may right now so uh, if you want to get out ahead of your plans uh go to our website a lot of those tickets are already up um and we're bringing people in that that are already established but but some that are like the next time they're here you won't be able to get a ticket unless you're willing to pay a lot more so jenny's agreeno tonight and tomorrow night we've got tonight we've got uh, improv which is uh going to be awesome things in company and then tomorrow night is the idaho punch slam That's yes the and, and the punch slam starts at seven it's over by nine. Uh, the show will have started with Jenny, uh, but we've have two awesome comics uh, opening the show: uh, Eugene Basham and then Chris Sharma. Um, and so the Pun Slam will end basically right as uh, she's about to take the stage. You could just pop upstairs and, and catch the headliner if you want nice. to. Love it. So loungeboise.com, the place to get tickets for all of these things. Once again, that code one more time, Jen. Uh, it is Lounge Bogo, like buy one, get one, B-O-G-O. Bogo. So Lounge Bogo, all one word. Just uh, put that in when you're checking out, and it'll uh, discount your uh, tickets to buy one, get one. The deals are there. The comics are coming. The fun is at the lounge at the end of the universe. Thank you guys very much for coming in and talking about this stuff again. We'll talk to you next week, yes? All right. All nice right. to see you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's do it. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday, man. Happy Half Price Friday, Big J. Damn right. Yum. It is Half Price Friday. It's going on right now at xrock.com for $50 to the Barrel House Pub and Grill for just $25. And we always tell you, you got to get on there and you got to go quick. And I'm not kidding, man. Uh, this thing got went live 13 minutes ago. There are officially only about 25 of these Half Price Friday certificates left. So Damn. Get on, on xrock.com. Grab your $50 to the Barrel House Pub and Grill for just $25. You can enjoy some half-pound barbecue bacon burgers, some finger steaks, uh, smoked wings, delicious Bloody Marys, mimosas, maybe even a romantic dinner for uh, date night. It's all there, but there are only a few left, so hit up xrock.com ASAP and grab them while you can. Headlines are as follows. Good work, that's not normal, and no, no thank you. No, no thank you. Simon Bramhall finished transplanting the liver inside of his patient in 2013 before going back in for a final flourish. Bramhall is now 57 years old and he used an electric beam to burn the letters S and B into the liver he just put into the patient. The doctor had branded the unsuspected woman's new liver with his monogram, but another surgeon discovered the initials during a follow-up surgery when the organ failed about a week later. On Monday... He officially lost his ability to practice medicine. The 2013 liver transplant at a hospital in England was one of the two times that the once-respected doctor burned his initials into a patient's organ. 
according to official disciplinary records. It was something he said he did to relieve stress during long transplant operations, according to The Guardian, but that's not cool, dude. It's messed up, man. Branding people's organs? What's going on with you, dude? That's creep as hell. Like, I know that there are some god complexes involved in sometimes being, like, a doctor or a really good and respected one, uh, but that seems like a little bit overboard. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, really weird. I don't know how, like, I mean, listen, I- I'm getting a surgery a week from today. I don't want anybody's initials in my guts. You know what I mean? That doesn't seem Yeah, okay. you're just hoping they don't leave something inside you. <laughs> right, just do your job, do it well, and we'll both be cool. I don't need to feel like I'm some sort of herd of cattle here. Yeah, you're getting paid a ransom. <laughs> That's right. Uh, good work or not not the case over in England, though, so maybe there's yeah. a case. Good work or that's not normal. That's not normal. Imagine commuting to work, Big J. You're driving into work, yeah. and then you spot a tarantula in your car. What do you do? Oh, I try to burn it. <laughs> no, that's not the right way to oh, go about okay. it. okay. How would you do that in your car? I, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems to be the natural reaction people have. Passengers on a London underground train recently faced that situation. Animal rescuers uh, has said consumers sp- uh, commuters spotted the spider in a plastic tub on the train that arrived at the London Bridge station. It was in a tub. Yeah. The tarantula was handed off to station staff members who contacted the animal authorities. The group brought the spider, identified as a pink-toed tarantula, to specialists at a wildlife hospital. They believe somebody just abandoned the tarantula on the train. The spider will be given a new home. So, yeah, it wasn't like it was out running wild, but it still would be a weird thing to see. It's just an empty or just a, a, a clear box with a tarantula inside of it on a train. I'm sure that would be like, what is happening here? Am I, start part of, am I being punked or something? What's going on? But at least the uh, tarantula will find a safe new home, Big J. Yeah. No fire involved, which is always good. Wrap it up with good work. The landlords of a pub took extreme measures after they say a major refurbishment brought ghosts out of the woodwork, Big J. Landlords Chrissy DeVoe and Darren Boudreau say they've seen some spooky things in their bar that they bought, as have customers since they reopened for a massive renovation. Sightings of ghosts and spirits became so frequent that they hired actual spiritualists to perform an exorcism on the property. They posted about their ghostly issues on Facebook, and soon a bunch of people commented with suggestions on how to deal with the situation, but no word if the exorcism worked. But do you believe that if you do a refurbishment of your house or your business it could bring ghosts out of the woodwork uh could be i learned this from the tv show ghost i'm recently. ready what does that mean like if you like t- pulled out well, of the wall they could be trapped yeah in they the don't wall? want you messing around with their house uh, that's what that, it is that they died in. okay so usually they might be happy and then you start messing around with stuff with like hey that's not how this is supposed to go yeah and they come out and they haunt you so life is like a sitcom on cbs is what you're telling me exactly like what? it morning after with nick and big j next big j will tell us how we're all living in young sheldon well, it ruined another bad impression. Great. Who's going to be young, Sheldon? Yep. Wonderful. Bad impressions are next on the X-Rocks. X. And the road to WrestleMania comes through Extra Mile Arena, baby. It's happening February 6th, and uh, we got you a pair of tickets here for absolutely free. You just have to figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J's got three clues revolving around one celebrity. If you can figure out who that is, and all I know is it's definitely not young Sheldon, right? No, it's not. So if you can figure out who it is from those three clues, you have got some wrestling tickets that you have to enjoy coming up for next month at Extra Mile Arena. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, I'm ready, man. To the phones we go. Hello, The X. How you doing? Good, man. What's your name? Michael. All right, Michael. You're up first. Good luck. 
My kids love making fun of me starring for starring in Armageddon, but they actually like the movie. Next clue. My best friend, Matt Damon, convinced me to put down the bat suit and have some self-respect. Ben Affleck. Ben Bam! Affleck. It's Benny Affleck. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you those wrestling tickets there. Uh, what was clue three for fun? I uh, won an Oscar for co-writing Good Will Hunting. Uh, and he won an Oscar for Best Picture, too, for Argo. Why yeah. is uh, Ben Affleck in the news? Uh, he's uh, been doing the rounds here uh, in the uh, to uh, promote the new uh, his new movie, and uh, he said that uh, he owes Kevin Smith big time because uh, in the beginning there with Goodwill Hunting, uh, Kevin Smith actually saved the movie for them. Uh, they, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, both you know they co-wrote the movie and they wanted to also star in it, uh, but some uh, some of the execs there in Hollywood were like, hey, we don't know who you guys are, we don't want you to be in the movie, and so Kevin Smith stepped in and kind of uh, vouched for him and, and saved the day, and uh, quote Kevin saved Goodwill Hunting. Uh, and uh, we were dead in the water. We would have lost it. It would have been made with other people, and it would still be angry, I'm sure. We would have been the writers, but we wouldn't have been the actors. And the whole thing was what we wanted to do was to be actors. So he had promised Kevin that he would thank him if he ever got an Oscar and promptly forgot. <laughs> and then I told him, if I ever win again, I swear to God, I'm going to thank you. And he forgot again. <laughs> so I owe him very much, and he did that. He believed. I remember he wrote me an email at the time in typical Kevin fashion it said i started your movie on the crapper and i stayed on the whole time there you go they have fun uh, and they still get along which is good uh ben just showed up in kevin's latest movie uh, the reboot that he did of Jay and Silent Bob, so he was in that movie. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Kevin Smith just announced that, uh, you know, back when he was attached to Superman, uh, the script that he had wrote, which, by the way, is still my favorite Superman script that I've ever ever read, uh, that, he, that Kevin Smith had put together as a comic book fan, he said that, uh, in his mind, it was for Ben Affleck as Superman. Uh, and so that's who he wanted to cast in that particular role, too. So uh, there's definitely a deep connection with those two. There's no doubt about that, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Jack White taking me back, wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Friday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We certainly do appreciate it. Got a nice story from Big J. Big J v. Doctors and Insurance. And it all worked out in his favor, which is also very nice. Also, thank you to Robert from uh, Things and Company Improv and Jen Adams from Lounge at the End of the Universe for coming in and telling you all the cool things happening this weekend at Lounge. And check out loungeboise.com for a complete schedule. And whenever you feel something scratching in your ear, it's almost always a bug that has crawled its way inside of your brain just in case you're curious. We learned that courtesy of our We're Going to Hell story today. cockroach. Uh, that's going to do it for us. It leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, hey, we, we uh, picked a winner for our uh, Volby guitar. Hey, now. The so, autographed Volby the guitar? The autographed Volby guitar. So congratulations to Javier. Yeah, dude, way to go. Enjoy uh, that Volbeat autographed guitar, man. I uh, hope he plays the axe. Uh, even if he doesn't, uh, would you play an axe that's autographed, or is that supposed to be for display, display purposes I don't know only? if you don't have a lot of guitars. I guess probably. so, maybe. But uh, one would hope if you know how to play, you already had one that you're comfortable with, and you can display your fancy autograph one. Yeah, either way, I'll, I'll give you a call, Javier, here in a little bit. And uh, from uh, the rest of our Volbeat ghost uh, tickets, uh, we'll get you qualified for a autographed ghost guitar. From one autographed guitar to another, we will the have a ghost guitar to give away. Satan on that thing. <laughs> very, very nice. 
Papa Meredith himself signs this guitar. So you are going to get your hands on that if you win some tickets from us coming up over the course of the next couple weeks. We'll give you a chance to do that on Tuesday. We, of course, off Monday. I'll be here, but Big J enjoying the holiday. Uh, hopefully you can as well. We'll see you on Tuesday together. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.